Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We have a caller in the queue, uh, 706. We're going to be getting to your call in just a moment. But first, want to let others know how to reach us today. And we are also trying to post the show, which is very difficult for me. Why? Where is the bar? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to have to work on it while we're taking the caller on. Um, I think I'm in the Facebook mode where you're viewing a profile, not signed in. But anyway, 914-338-0164 is the call number. And we would like you to let us know that you want to speak with us by pressing the number one. That lets us know you want a reading. And as well, our callers and listeners may join us on Facebook and on Twitter. And those accounts can be found on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic, where we may be followed as well. Today's the 22nd, 222, 222, 2023. Lots of twos in today's number. Are you ready to take the call, Neil? I'm all set. Okay, 706, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, how are you guys today? Doing fine, thanks. How are you? Doing well. This is Sophia in Georgia. Okay, hi, Sophia. Hi. Uh, 11 That's me. Okay. Sophia, what is going on today? What's your question? I would like to take a look around. Um, this week I made the decision to, uh, me and my mom have never had the best relationship. Uh, okay. This week I made the decision to be okay with that. Like, I, I'm fine if it if it never comes to term. Um, but I don't want to move prematurely. So I, um, I would just like to see if you guys can kind of take a look around that and if there's anything that comes through, I need to know. Let's get your mother's birth date. It is one nine fifty. Nineteen fifty. And so your question is: she's a twenty-five seventh year one, but her um, year master number isn't is her, her month. January is a one. And her karmic number is her the day she's born. Born the twenty-fifth. Yeah. 
so there's a strong okay, karmic they connection. Eight. They become an eight, which is um, nowhere. Well, it's actually between the one and nine. It's between the one and nine and actually yeah. in year 28, but there's not a solid, the only solid eight is in year 28 um, in your karmic number. So there is an eight, but no eight in the linear post. If they, if the, so I believe if I'm understanding correctly that she's wondering if she should cut ties with her mother, is that correct? But you don't want to do it prematurely. Yeah, I, I've made the decision to do so. I just, yeah, just want to, I know at the end of the day, it's my decision, but, you know, I want to call and see what you and Neil saw around that or, you know, spirit may have some messages around that. Well, you know, the thing is about cutting ties, Sophia, you can cut ties from a family member and mm-hmm. not get karma for it. And be okay so, with that. Okay. You know, you know, there are, there are situations where we might look at it, maybe mother and a child, and the mother wants to cut off from the child for some reason, but there's a karmic obligation that mother has for the child. So the advice might be different. Right now, I'm not getting anything that says that you have a karmic obligation to stay connected with your mother and that if you cut off with her, cut off from her, that you're going to experience karma again with her in some future lifetime. Sometimes cutting those ties can cut the karma. So you don't have to return to face karma with that individual soul again. That's one. Um, So that's, that's just some input on your decision. I don't want to ask too many questions about, about the relationship yeah, I actually uh, tried to. I couldn't get on your website. I went through Facebook because um, I preferred. I know where you're going to kind of discuss this off the radio, but um, yeah. it, it it wouldn't take me to your website to oh to book okay. anything. Yeah. Well, you have to call. You have to call. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there's. Um, but and so you probably don't want to give too many details about the relationship. <laughs> that I'm guessing. <laughs> you know, or if we're picking it, up certain things, you probably don't want to answer. Go ahead, Neil. It, in many cases, uh, Sophia, it comes down to a matter. If if there's reasons behind the consideration of parting from somebody or no longer having an immediate connection or even a casual connection. What it, what it ultimately boils down to is you have to sort of look at the content of the karma, the content of the interactions throughout time, because no individual, unless there are substantial circumstances regarding complications, but no individual is entitled to have to be with somebody. And so... If, you, if you're making a rational decision based on your own personal experience that you just don't feel like it's a healthy connection, give, or, give and take the good and the bad, but if you ultimately decide it's not healthy for me, mm-hmm. then that's where I am. Yeah, I get it. And it wouldn't be, you know, of course, if she got sick or whatever, of course I'm going to do my daughterly duties, but uh, yeah. I don't have to speak to her or see to her, see her, uh, 
for months at a time, even if a year goes by, is not going to uh, it's not going to bother me. It's not going to bother you. Well, the thing that I when when after when you started to respond, it, her getting sick came up in my mind, and I thought, well, I wonder what would do in the event that her mother became ill and then you just answered it so it was kind of oh yeah I, I would definitely do my daughter duties or pay somebody to you know be there to if I'm working or so forth yes I would definitely do that but uh I just know uh how she's gonna feel and probably other I'm sure other family members as well when I go just you know not non-responsive um and that's where I am it's healthier for me I'm happier that way well, you know, you're at an age where you're entitled to make your decisions. And if you base them on a personal level of how you feel or what's toxic or, or dismantles your security and comfort level to such an extent that you're better off disengaging to a, on a large degree from a certain individual, then that's what you've got to do. Now, are you going to be, have to be worried about that on a soul level? I doubt it. I mean, we don't, you know, I mean, if that's your concern, I, I, I'm not one to, to prejudge what's going to happen to your soul. But uh, as long as we're on this earth stage, if, 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 hep, if only individuals get into heaven by being devoted to their parents, totally devoted, it, it's not this, it's going to be more room than crowd. You know, we don't, we all, yeah. it's just not the general population. Of course, you have to narrow it down the ladder as to, in terms of how you interpret your disengagement. And, you know, yeah. a, a daughter who's a, a, a survivor of incest, does she have to talk to her father? You know what I mean? I mean, we have to consider that human beings, everybody is responsible for their action. And if a child was abused or mistreated to the degree that it caused a child to be devoted or connected to a parent, according to certain circumstances, it doesn't mean that forgiveness can't be arrived at or therapy or some form of responsibility. All of that is amountable to logical behavior, but if it sounds like you've made some deliberate choices and you're ready to move into a, a different port of your life with, without this. And so according to our read, you know, we can only say from a psychic physical standpoint that do what your, that your heart guides you, let your conscious guide you. We can't decide that for you. But as far as Correct. giving you Dire report that you're going to be condemned and excluded. <laughs> no, you're not going to be. Uh-uh. I don't think so. That's that's all I needed to. And of course, I mean, getting to this decision, it didn't happen overnight. Um, it's just uh, I, I will give you a little feedback. Um, oh, good, Kristen. It's um, uh, my mother did not raise me. Her parents raised me. So, uh, and we live together now. We've been living together for about five years. She's always lived uh, in a bigger city where I worked. I would just commute. It was a long commute uh, from the small town to the city. Um, and I did so uh, willingly. For one, because of my career. 
two, my daughter got into a prominent college in this big city. So, you know, she asked, well, she didn't ask me. She took my brother to, to ask me, um, hey, you know, why don't you just move with mom? You know, this just makes more sense. And, and it does. It, it has been very beneficial. I'm grateful. Um, and when I decided to do it, I knew uh, I actually got a message through a dream. Um, and there are some things, you know, it has helped, but it also is some things that um, that makes me okay with where I've gotten to. So um, just so you guys didn't think, no, it's just one thing that did not just happen, and, and I came to this conclusion. It is just, and I've tried and tried and tried, and, and I'm all tried out, you know, it's just, self-sabotage she just sabotages it each and every time and that's okay that's okay too but yeah i'm i'm done um and it's i mean and i guess i was a little more concerned that i feel okay with being done and you guys have been very helpful with giving your examples because i'm like it should it feel this good you know feel this peaceful um that is honestly because i even mentioned it to my therapist like am i okay that i'm okay with that, with this, <laughs> so. So, what does your therapist say? What's your therapist? She said you about? are you are normal. Yes, you are. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're saying that your mother. I mean, your mother did not raise you. Her parents did. Was it her parents? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Her they parents were great. raised. My you. grandparents were great. Yes. But there was an issue of abandonment early. But obviously, you came to some kind of amends with her and were able to uh, exactly exactly I, I mean, I that dynamic um a little later in life it was my grandparents decision to uh for to raise to you stay. she left a little small town and they said hey leave the baby with us while you're you know going to this big city get yourself acclimated situated and comfortable and then get the baby well, every time she attempted to get the baby, it was like, well, wait another year. Um, they let me, they let her have me once. I was in the fourth grade. Uh, I hated it. I was so miserable. Um, and then I went back, but she did try that one year. Um, was she neglectful during that time? I mean, was she not present? I mean, I'll say this, and this is all I'll say on the radio. Okay. Ever since I was a child, and my mom, and I'm being very fair, she would often catch the greyhound and come home on the weekend. So it wasn't like, you know, she was never there. Uh, she was there. But I would always get this sense of, I felt it even as a child, a sense of, uh, what's the word, maybe not really liked. And even the older I got, I could feel an undercurrent of, this, well, it won't sound weird to you guys, an undercurrent of maybe, God, and I hate saying this, like an envious, but it's very overwhelming now as an adult. Um, like, you know, she doesn't like for me to do well. Uh, I can just feel it come off of her. She could be smiling to the outside. You cannot see it at all. But I can feel it and I see it. I, I can see that undercurrent flowing of manipulation and victim. Um, it, it is so overwhelming. Uh, and it's been that way. I felt that out my whole entire life. It's almost like she wasn't my mom. And your brother, was he raised with you as well? 
he was for a while, yes. Uh, she got him, Jeff was probably a little older, probably more like third, second grade. Me and my brother are 10 years apart, too. Oh. Um, and, and their relationship is great. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that, too. So, you know, she does have my brother. Uh, it's great. But I, to be honest, I mean, in a nutshell, it's like my mother has never liked me. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you really need, you have to take care of yourself first. Yes. And, yes. And it, whatever subjective evaluation you have when you, when you connect to your mother, if that, if that evaluation leads you to feel degraded or neglected or undermined or undervalued, and if you pick up certain vibrations of hostility, you know, a human being has several options. You can go to your mother and tell her how you feel and give her the right back. I yeah. have. She won't do therapy. She won't do any of that. Um, yes. And again, that's why I said I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm finally well, okay with that. Well, again, you know, the green, the, there's a green light. You can, you know, what, usually when you have a green light in traffic, you're supposed to go. If a cop comes by and you're not going, they can give you a ticket. If you're, if you're getting a green light in your mind that it's time to disengage, then go. Follow the traffic. Thank you. Yep. Um, just real quick, something about, else about your birth date that's interesting that connects to your mother. Um, you're born in 72. So that backwards, if you look at that space between the two and the seven, is her karmic number, 25. Seven, the difference between seven and two is five. So not only do you have her karmic number in your year, but you've got her karmic and master number in your, in, I mean, sorry, karmic number in your day. You have her karmic and master number as well in your year. So it's interesting. There's an intense connection. What's your brother's birthday? Just, just out of curiosity. So we have it for the notes. Um, he is 3983. 39, 1223 12 22 he's a 33 6 so there are 13 four together which is their first month <laughs> that's interesting so there they become a 13 the months are 1 and 3 the months align and the years 8 and 5 become a 13 as well so i mean you are you're all connected but um, yeah. you know, it's just it, it, different karmic arrangements. And, you know, she may favor men, boys over women and have, you know, this is why she has it, it, it envy or, or competition with you, but you can move forward without feeling guilt. Yes. Last yes. question. Is, is she living with you? Like, as we speak? Yes. We live together as we speak, yes. So you're um, going to have that to is short. I pick am, her up. Yeah, this is the year I'm going to go back out. No, I'm going to go back out into my own. Um, my daughter's graduated and graduated oh, college and gone, home. and so. You're in her home. I'm, I get it. Yes. You're in her home. You're not, she's not in your home. I, I'm, no. I, I got it. You moved to her location because of your daughter's college, and now you're able yes. to move. 
Well, that's not a that's yeah. much easier. You know, an alternative. You're getting our <laughs> letting go. You're, you're getting our slant. You're getting your therapist slant. You, your own. Uh, and I'm good now. Listen. What's that? I What's said, that? and I'm good now. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. So. Uh, Thank you. You know, I hope that's been of some peace to, of, or some composure for you to keep yourself it locked into doing the it right is. thing. It is. Good. Okay. Sophia, thanks Thank for you. checking in. What's the weather Thank like? What's the weather like in Georgia? It is beautiful here today. Oh, my God. It feels like it's about 70 degrees out today. The blue skies, it is beautiful in Georgia today. And what's the worst that weather Georgia gets? What's it like? Um, the worst we get are uh, we'll get some thunderstorms that include tornadoes. Oh, oh wow. I guess we shouldn't complain about our 22-mile-an-hour winds that we have. <laughs> and they're, they're, uh, destructive. Are they uh, destructive tornadoes? Are they, do they damage their property? Honestly, in all, my 50, in all my 50 years, um, I've known of, I think, probably less, about three, if that, that have touched down but with minimal damage in the area of Georgia I'm in, yeah. And when I say minimum, maybe like a roof blown off or... Um, yeah. Yeah, trees uprooted. Well, okay. Well, I hope that's helped a little bit for you. It Sophia. really has. I lie. You both, as usual, are, are, are amazing. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's, bye. It's funny. When I was, when I looked at the number, I didn't recognize it. I was picking up a dog around her. I believe she has it, but now I, now that You're I know who she I is, <laughs> no, I think she has a dog. Oh. Please get confused. If she's a cat person, dog person, is picking up a dog. So I don't know. Next time she talks to us, she can tell us. Anyway. Um, okay. So while we have a little time to talk, um, what shall we discuss? You know, I mean, when you get down to it, I mean, even this murder, uh, oh, Murdoch, I know. Uh, I've watched them. You know, so here's this guy. This guy Not to be confused with attorney. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, it's Rupert. close. It's this close in Alex. the sound. Murdoch, so, G-H. Once since we're on the topic, now, he's an attorney, very wealthy, had a big compound, kennel, dog kennels. He was a hunter and all this. And his wife and dog, his wife and son were found shot to death. And since we're on the topic of um, how, what parents and children and the connections and, and that kind of thing. Now, if he's found guilty, it, I don't know if he's been actually found guilty. They're going through the trial. But if he is found guilty, uh, you know, and he's taken two lives, we're talking about the physicality of life. One can be robbed of the emotionality of life, or the self. One's self-esteem can be robbed. Uh, we have all kinds of abuse, extending from sheer murder to uh, physical violence to emotional violence, neglect. All of these things bring out certain behavior patterns. And if one decides that, you know, it's just time to cut the cord, even if they have to go through therapy to do it, then 
that's a journey too, because you're you're burdened with something you didn't need. You know, you're not you're not ideally life is not structured supposed to be structured in such a way that whoever you're with causes you a burden. You know, some people might say of responsibility, they feel responsible. Some people may say it's a burden, but I love this person, I don't care. All of that's fine. As long as the subject at hand can incorporate it into a mind in such a way that they remain stable, healthy. But when a burden becomes overpowering and there's a choice for freedom without due damage, like you don't leave a baby in, a, in an open field because you're burdened by it, uh, then we have to make certain rational mature adult decisions about what we're going to do with our lives and how we can move forward and feel healthy. Well, and it's, I mean, it's interesting because there are, like you said, are so many degrees of the experience of growing up with a set of parents in a family unit. Um, I, I know a girl who, whose mother was, you know, not, you couldn't call her abusive, but her, her interest um, was more in the relationship with the father. And so it was kind of like when you're 18, you guys are on your own. She was also a child that was um, among four or three other children. So a total of four children, but the only female. So the three brothers got probably preferential treatment. But in that case, this person has not decided to cut ties totally with her family, but is going through a process uh, of trying to work through her upbringing. And of course she's been affected and how she interacts with her own children. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a ripple effect, obviously. So it's not always, it's not always about separating, but it's about adapting to adapting to living with an unhealthy, somewhat unhealthy situation or yeah. aspects of the relationship that are, are unhealthy and deciding to stay connected because the good outweighs the bad or because there are grandchildren involved. I mean, there are a lot of different different ways to look you know, at for it. Cl- for clarity purposes, it's a crude example or metaphor, but kind of look at a relationship like you would look at the ocean at, at, a, at a beach. You know, you, you expect there to be waves, you expect to be some turmoil, but you can still go swimming. Sometimes the waves are very light and the ocean's still, and it's perfect. Sometimes the waves are only one or two feet, sometimes they get five or six. But when the waves get to be 12 feet and the ocean is turbulent and there's storms and riptides, you don't go in the water. Same with families. You know, you expect families to have some turmoil, some ups and downs, very few are icy, glassy, smooth, and silky. So you expect there to be some, it's an ocean, it's a family, you expect it. But when the turbulence becomes in such a way that you wouldn't venture out into the ocean for the life of you, same with the family. If a family is dangerous, if it causes you to drown, don't go in the water. It, it's it's not the best example, but to put it into a vivid picture to try to actualize what it's like to to not go into the water, to not be involved in a family that's totally dangerous and toxic. I look at it that way. 
And then the individual can gauge, you know, just how dangerous being in a family is. The, the crude aspect of it is sometimes it involves emotions, just not physicality. It's not like, you know, you're going to be beaten to death, but emotionally you could be or you could be right. damaged. Well, in the example I gave of the person, she wasn't physically harmed. Yeah. And, and the relationship continuing isn't going to cause her any physical harm. But, I mean, you know, you can get sick if you think of it. We have another caller. I mean, environment can make you sick. So, you know, you don't necessarily need to be beaten by someone to experience physical no. effects by the relationship. So. You've got to evaluate, okay, what is this doing to me on a holistic level, physically, mentally, spiritually, and how do I proceed in the relationship? Do I stop or do I continue with, 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 uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, with uh, contingencies? Yeah. Contingencies. But we do have a caller from 805. Hi. Hi, it's Donna. How are you? Hi, Donna. How are you? Hi. Yes, Santa Barbara. Uh, Yeah. So 27.9, I know, is your karmic master number. What's your birth date again? uh, 422.54. 22.19.54. Okay. I think I remembered correctly. Yeah. Go ahead with your question. It's been a while. uh, I've been in my apartment building now for 17 years. I'm ready for a change. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'd like to move. Do you see me moving this year or next year or something coming up for me where it'll give me the possibility of doing that? Okay, let's just do a little bit of math here. So you ha- you've you been in the apartment for a while. Yeah, a long time, 17 long years. Time. Oh. Yeah, because I, I remember you being in an apartment from the beginning of our relationship which was I think probably 2012 or 2013 so, yeah. so that's a long time. seven you said 17 years and you're she said since she was 51 51 and she is now she's going to be how old 69, so 69 years old 69 she's 68 now she's 68 now She's not on a multiple, but she's not on a multiple. No, but she's that 41 mean years past her karma. And her uh, master number is nine. She's been there 17 years. Well, she's going to be, sorry, 42 years past her karmic number, which are her first two numbers, 42, when she turns yeah. 69. Yeah. So there's, there it is. So April. She's so April. I mean, you you're gonna as Neil was stating, you're 41 years past your karmic number currently, but in April, I mean, it will be 42 years. You're born on April 22nd, so that's 42. So that could indicate a good possibility of a change occurring for you. Oh, good. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, your 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 month starts off as a four, and your year ends up as a four. And you are 68 years old, and you've been in there 17 years, and your master number is nine. The next multiple would be 18 years. That's a multiple of two and nine, two times nine, which is your master number. And that's coming up in April. So, and, and then when we look at April and May as a month, we'll look at your birth date going backwards, four, April, five, May. So it could be even karmically stated, it could be even be 
said that it's your destiny to leave. It's in your destiny. Now, I want to ask you a question just offhandedly. Either answer it literally, like you know specifically, or just answer it symbolically. But have you yourself ever been on a big boat, a big cruise? Yes. And can you just describe that briefly to us? Uh, Well, I've been on several, but one, I felt very claustrophobic. And I was there all by myself, and it was a 10-day one, and they were all really old people, and I didn't meet anybody, so it wasn't the greatest experience. Where were you going to? I believe it was um, the Bahamas. And do you feel claustrophobic in your apartment? Um, no, no. It's all right. But nonetheless, you've been on several cruises, and one was, one in particular was was unsatisfying to you and you were claustrophobic and around a lot of older people and couldn't relate to anybody. Right. What this means is you're going to be moving on to a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. Cruise ship uh, for retirees. Yeah. Over 80. You're going to be a little young, but, you know, you'll mix in well. You know, Donna, um, it, it indicates your four is reduced by 22, which is a reduction, but it returns again in your year with a five. And five and four is nine, which is your master number. You're going to be moving. You get me moving, right, Neil? Yeah, I get you moving. Yeah. We both get you moving. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, oh, you, you, could, you could present to us some of the physical um, – Challenges. The physical conditions upon your move. I mean, do you have a place in mind? Are you ready or do you have the means to move? Mm-mm. What? No, you don't. No. This is wishful thinking. Yep. Drawings and um, uh, who knows? You know, maybe there's someone that wants companion and I can move in with them and help them oh, out in their house. Doing caretaking, perhaps? Yeah, or use companionship, yeah. Are you just looking for a change because you're just tired of being there for 17 years, but it's comfortable? Yeah. So, a question. I'm seeing, like, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, I'm seeing, like, I don't know. Are you a person that puts, like, knickknacks or has little statues in your home, things like that? No. Nothing like that? I do have uh, these heads that I got from the Ecuadorian tribe when I was in Ecuador. There's like six of them, and they're little Indian heads. So, yes, I do. I guess I do. You do. Okay. Yeah. okay so- and what, like, what location? Are they like in your living room or bedroom area? Living room. Living room. Well, that's what I was seeing. So I, that's why I said living room first. So that is a good sign. Tribal. Yeah. You know, you may have you ever done any clerical work in your lifetime? Oh, no, not really. Uh-uh. No. Hmm. Wonder why. Why? Why, why? why am I picking why? up something about clerical? I don't she know. Doesn't want to. <laughs> you don't know any? Do you know anyone who did clerical work? My sister maybe does a little bit of uh, helps people with their taxes and different things okay. and different things okay. on the computer. Is your sister married with children? Um, divorced with kids. Oh, she was married 
she's divorced and she has children. Okay, yeah. so what may happen is, see, we're talking about a little bit of the consideration of tribal. What may happen is that you have a room. You may be, somebody may need someone to sort of help with an elderly person just to make sure that okay. there's a body in the house. And if you don't mind just being present, even though the person isn't extremely handicapped, it's just that uh, somebody may say, you know, I want to live in companion because I go out a lot and I just don't want my mother or my father to not be attended to if they fall or something. It could be something as simple as that. Um, oh, that'd be nice. Okay. Then let's let's look at that picture first. Um, the only other thing... Uh, that I want to say before Kristen adds more to this, I, I imagine, is the name Frank or Frankie. Now, just think about it for a minute. Anyone, if you can't find anybody, tell me what you think about that. Hello? Hi. Did you hear, did you hear oh. what Neil said I or not? Something about the, it kind of went in and out. Something about the name Frankie, and I don't know a Frankie. You don't know anyone named Frankie. So if you don't know anyone no. named Frank or Frankie, what does that make you think of? I wrote something down. I also have a name for you, but this is interesting. First of all, what's your association with Frankie? Well, it just reminds me, reminds me of, uh, I just heard it, Drew, uh, Drew Barrymore's daughter. She named her Frankie. Oh, interesting. Oh, you did hear that recently? Yeah. Okay, so I'm re we're picking up on your thoughts, but a baby daughter, do you have any kids? Does she have any kids? Do you have any kids? I don't. Yeah. Does your sister have a baby daughter? Did yes. she have a daughter? Um, she does have a daughter that she's close to. Yeah. And then my other sister has the daughter too. One daughter, two sons. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it's probably a little bit of psychic picking up vibration, relating it to something. Kristen's going to say something, but it amounts to you moving anyway. Um, yeah. It's just support. Any Doris. Oh, Doris. No. Dory. Dory. Dor- Dor- Doris. I don't want to go too far in my search here. Uh-huh. No one in your past. I mean, it can be a small connection, Donna. You're a deal. Dor- so, I don't think. know Doris. Yeah. Okay. No Frankie, no Doris. Well, you know, you're you're born in '54. Now I was thinking Frankie Avalon. We have Frankie Avalon and Doris Day. Day. You're of that generation. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I when you said Frankie, I Avalon, and I thought that she was going to say something about Frankie Avalon, but I was also at simultaneously getting Doris. So there's something, I don't know, between you and I, Neil, about that generation. Maybe that's why, because yeah, she's be from that. And, you know, we could play games like this all day long. I think what it means yeah. is that uh, you're probably going to be moving. And if you're okay. waiting for that hand out of space to rescue you, you're, like, you're going to find somebody. I mean, it could happen by destiny. You know, my first approach, if I were you, is to see if there someone needs a live-in, someone 
right. you know, you're at an age where maybe you could take care of somebody's spouse if they want to go out or something. She's or, done this before too. I mean, this well, is her background and, oh, you I know, know, yeah, she's taking, <laughs> she, you've done companionship caretaking type of work. Oh yeah. I, I got her a blind yeah. man. I, for, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't yeah. remember that. I didn't know that. It's just organic right now. So, um, uh, a quick question, <laughs> just real quick, just for fun. You know how some people carry with them old things from their childhood, like a stuffed animal or something they had since they were a kid? A blanket. Uh, well, more like a stuffed animal or a doll or something. Does that mean anything to you? Um. No, the only thing I have is a little jacket that my mother wore, and she died like 35 years ago, and I kept the little jacket. The jacket. She wore oh, a lot. Okay. So we would go into more. That's more related. And okay, so just you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna be condemned for making name guesses here. So we'll just play around. Anybody named Eleanor or Ellen? Ellen, I have a. I know of a girl that I knew in um, high school, high school and elementary school named Ellen. Okay. And a brief 15 second description of her. Uh, very pretty, um, tall, long hair, um, blue eyes. Um, yeah. She got married and had a couple kids and yeah, she was just beautiful though, you know, in high school and elementary school. Uh, was your was your mother married to someone who served in the armed forces? Yes, my father. Yeah, World War II. And was your mother a dressmaker or homemaker of any type? Homemaker. She had eight children, and she wow. also sewed. Well, that's a dra- that's I, sewing. Yeah. You know, we could kind of play around the idea your mom's coming through. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. I believe that. Maybe through the cracks, yeah. she's coming through. Do you have a? Do you have any pictures up in your apartment? Any portraits or anything? I have uh, like a big photograph. I have pictures of my mom when she was a little and young. When she was younger in her twenties, and then right before she passed, sixty-one. Are they, are they hanging up on the wall or are they in a drawer? No, they're on a dresser on a, like, I don't know if you call it a dresser, in the living room, I have pictures, and then okay. I have another cabinet, and I have real, a over there. Real quick, real quick, have you noticed any of them being kind of crooked on the wall, or did anything fall over recently? Well, they fall over on the, where I have them sitting, in their frames. Yeah. Okay, I think your mom is cutting in and saying, hi, honey, I love you, my soul is here. I'm touching base. There, one now more. I hear you. Uh, okay. Yeah, they one do fall more. over. Yeah. Well, go ahead. They do fall over once in a while. Okay. Yeah, that's, I think that's your mom. mom I think that's mom doing that. But anyways, I think your mom's around. Just one more, one more name to throw at you before we hang up. Jean. It's a common name. J-E-A-N. Could be G-E-N-E. I don't know. No gene. gene. No male gene. Maybe it's the gene pool. (laughs) That that would be a real stretch. (laughs) That would be a real stretch. But I mean, I feel like the Doris and the Frankie is somehow 
connected to her mother, perhaps. Maybe. And Doris, so Doris Day, didn't she do USO? Um, uh, Doris, well, yeah, maybe a little bit, but she, Rosemary Clooney, people like that, did more of that, Bob Hope. Well, you were mentioning but, her father being but, in the military. Uh, I'm going to take a look. But yeah. anyways, we think you're going to get into a place. We think it may, you may be taking care of somebody elderly. That's where you should be looking right now. And your mom seems to be, okay. her soul's presently around you. Ah, lovely. Oh, good. I'll talk to her. Yeah, she can hear you. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, that was great. Well, thank you so much, both of you. It's always a pleasure talking to both of you. Nice to talk to you, too. Thanks, Kirsten. See you both later. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. I'm I'm looking something up, but you know, real quick, uh, Sophia has her hand raised still. So Sophia, if you really have your hand raised, press one to unraise and raise again if you want to come back on, because I'm not sure if that's just the system keeping your hand raised from before, or if you actually want to come back on, there's something you wanted to say. Hold on a second. I'm looking something up here. Talk, Neil, while I do my research because uh, well uh, you, you know it, it's it's always a it's always a treat when the soul comes in and you're not expecting it um, the the idea is that the vibrational attitude of an energy uh, can feel that there's a, an opportunity to approach and appear or make a statement or a connection and that happens out there in the astral realm the astral realm is a fascinating place i mean it's such a collection of souls there uh people who haven't immediately transcended into pure spirit and they're way beyond any reach of the earth's atmosphere or energy but as long as the soul is connected to the spirit uh, i guess even a spirit can drop by but usually they're soul spirits because they still have a have a collective memory of the earth and their energy and their experiences there, and they're graduated to an astral realm where where that conversation can still take place, even though there's a wall between us between physicality and 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 just pure energy, soul spirit. But they 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 hang out there and. Frolic and fun and all that, well, and whatever they're that, doing. Some of them rock, are on missions well, of, of karma still, you know. Some of them are in rocking chairs for perpetuity, yeah. <laughs> according to some people. Anyway, so this is what I wanted to tell you. In So Doris Day actually had an affair with Bob Hope, supposedly. Oh, really? Yeah. So the other thing that's interesting is that Bob Hope's wife was named Dolores, oh. which sounds kind of like Doris. Yeah. So I think there's something connected with the father being in the military and then that anyway, you know, it's, it's interesting to play around with these hits Bob that Hope, come in uh, validations. Bob uh, Hope did star in a movie in his younger years where he, there was a ghost involved in it. Oh, really? Very, very, there was some early movie he did that ghost chaser or something where he was chasing ghosts. His, um, his, yeah, he has, a, I mean, if you start digging into his background, his reputation is not good. No, no, he t- 
tough cookie. He, not only he, a tough cookie, but a, I mean, a perverse, abusive, yeah. um, a very dark individual. Yeah, a lot of individuals have been known. A lot of our our hometown <laughs> in, exactly. inbred favorite in, people. Inbred. Well, I don't think <laughs> inbred. Inbred. Yeah, inbred. Inbred is like when you like. I know when you breed when with you inter- your breed with your family. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I don't I know. know I'm not talking about that bread. I'm talking about <laughs> Wonder's bread. No Wonder's bread. Uh, inbred, inbred isn't know, exactly the bread and butter of life. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta use words and spread them out a little bit. <laughs> you know, you're I don't even want to go. Um, <laughs> I don't know, even want to go. Broadly speaking, not to undermine you as a woman, but, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Bing Crosby had a dark side. Oh, big and, time. And um, everybody has their problems. Even Groucho Marx estranged from children, from what I heard. Oh, I know, and, and sad. And he was, I mean, such a likable character. Um, Bob Hope was born on May 29th. So yeah. you've got that, the dark 29th. That wasn't his, 1903. he was Archibald. 16 what? That wasn't his real name. 27, 28, 29. No, it was... Um, Leslie something. Oh, Leslie. I thought it was Archibald. No, it's not Archibald. Somebody Leslie was Archibald. Towns. Well, yes, somebody was Archibald. Archibald. Somebody. Was, somebody was Archibald. I mean, can you imagine Archibald? I don't know if Sophia hung up and then came back. Not hung up, but pressed one and came back. I didn't. I was like too busy talking. Then Sophia I didn't Lawrence look. Sophia on the line? No, no, no. Sophia. I so saw. Let me just oh. make sure she didn't want to say something else. Sophia, you didn't want to say anything else, did you? No, did, no, I did not. Okay, I'm you're just, just listening. I'm just listening. Hey, but okay. I will confirm I do have a dog. Okay, you do have a dog. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, that's bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> he does have a dog. You know, okay. one of the most famous dogs from the other side was named Neil from Topper. Yeah, Neil. He was a St. Bernard, and he liked drinking martinis. And, well, that uh, would Topper be where the movie, I guess, where that the the, the 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 likeness diverges between the two of you. Yeah, yeah. You are not a. I'm a Saint Bernard, but I, I'm not. Do, don't martinis. like martinis or really any uh, other alcohol. Wink, Wink Martini was a was a was a disc jockey. Wink Martini. No, that's Wink Martin Martindale. Martindale. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but oh, God. Uh, you know, uh, so. And someone, we just did a reading with someone who's who uh, we connected to their dog that had just crossed over. Um, that was pretty pretty emotional and pretty pretty deep, and a good thing because what happens, as explaining, is that dogs, cats, birds, turtles, rabbits, their spirit, they have spirit, not souls. They don't have souls. They don't have karma. Where do they want to Yeah, and people get offended, soul? you know, when you say, oh, well, a dog doesn't have a soul. Well, no. they may have soul. Ray Charles had souls. But, they may have souls. But soul. they don't have the soul that contains no. the car, the history of past lives and their misdeeds no. and good deeds. No. They have no, spirit. they have which spirit. Is, which is a compliment to the animal. Yes, absolutely. And so they, when they, a lot of them cross over, they have no idea they crossed over. They just think they're in spirit form. Their bodies are no longer useful to them, so they're in spirit form, but they feel connected to their owners, and they just hang out with their owners like it's fun time. They have no connection. They don't have to be fed. The energy of the owner is what they are cling to, and so they their their spirits are there. 
um, you know, the advantage of that is that the owner doesn't have to pay for vet bills or food anymore. Well, unfortunately, but the disadvantage to someone who loss. doesn't have a third eye opened is that it is a loss. And even with a third eye open, oh, it's, it's a terrible, terrible loss. It's terrible. a terrible loss. And That's the thing about animals is that usually we outlive our animals. Yeah. And we have to, as soon as we get them, there's that thought, oh, God, you know. Yeah, I don't want to, let's not think about that. The, no, maybe not. I mean, you know, maybe sometimes the, some, you, you cross with the, the, with some people do cross with their animals. You hey, know. and let's give out a special uh, consideration. So many animals were bought during the pandemic. And now they're being abandoned. Can Horribly. you imagine? People are abandoning their animal well, shelters. But it's part of it, and I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to excuse the people that bought the animals because they should have been more responsible in buying animals to keep them company if they knew there may be a possibility that they would have to give the animals up. So that was irresponsible. But some of them are being forced out of these apartments that they live in because they can't afford a pet deposit or because they don't have money to pay the bills because the rent eviction or moratorium on the rent, um, you know, eviction stopped. So that's a big reason there's an influx, but yes, the shelters are not a good situation right now. I mean, for those of you who are in need of a pet, go to the shelter. In need of a pet though. Adopt an animal. Right. Or make a donation. Make, if you're, make a responsible decision about adopting a pet don't adopt a pet because you're thinking you're doing a good deed and nine months later give them up you know i was just scrolling through we were a part of many groups on facebook um that are like you know looks they look for lost animals or um they find lost animals and they're local to our area and many people give up animals for adoption and i just saw one that said i'm moving in with my boyfriend and he's severely allergic to cats so i'm having to give up this pair of cats it's not possible that they can be separated but i'm moving in and that's what's going to happen and someone replied dump the boyfriend and keep the cats and you know <laughs> that's a little harsh but Maybe maybe the boyfriend could adapt. I mean, I was severely allergic to animals yeah. as a child, and I was able to outgrow those allergies. Don't discard so, your animals. And I mean, we're talking hives. Yeah. And you know, obviously, very that's your family. Knows. That's your family. Don't throw them out because it's inconvenient. That's your family. Keep them. Yeah. Deal with it. It's like you know, you don't give a. I mean, some people give up their kids, obviously, but don't just give up your kids because you can't afford to put, you know, a, a dinner on the table in one specific instance. Okay, back on the air Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, everyone.